you know, the reason why we're so unique is probably that nobody's crazy enough to try and attempt this type of product that's so hard to make profit yeah. on. The ingredients are so expensive and the process is is so long. I mean, as Vanessa says, it takes about 48 hours to create a single truffle. Welcome to the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show with your host, Jerry Saver. Hello, my name is Jerry Saver and this is the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show, the podcast where I showcase new and established businesses in the plant-based sector. And today's show is about chocolate. Not just any kind of chocolate, of course. It's vegan, raw, artisan chocolate. I'm really happy to have Vanessa and Ron Kennan, the founders of Nina Chocolates, with me today. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Now, I already know some of the story of how you got started with this, and we'll gonna get, we're going to get into that later because it's a really good story. But first, I want to know just a bit of what you were doing before you got started with chocolates and, um, of course, how the two of you met. So, Vanessa? Sure. Um, I, was, uh, I was a very good, I mean, long student, let's say, uh, and um, was working to pay for my studies and then ended up in L'Oreal in international marketing. So I started on the lipstick segment uh, in international marketing and then uh, got brought in the US uh, by several companies, but one which I stayed for a long time and I was an international business developer. So no chocolate um, executives uh, carrying international business really is what I've been doing. And if, and if you haven't guessed, she's from France. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I could guess that. I could guess get it. So plenty of chocolate in the background there and plenty of business experience. What about you, Ron? Uh, I'm uh, also not from the United States. I'm actually Israeli. And my family moved here when uh, I was a teenager. And my career was in music, actually. So both of us uh, reinvented ourselves, uh, going into the chocolate business. I was in the uh, children's business, if, you, uh, if you've been exposed to Power Rangers and the like. Well, you know, I have my hands on that. You have uh, hands on the Power Rangers? Power Rangers, yeah. That, that, oh, yeah man. One of the shows. So, go, go, Power Rangers. I wrote that. Seriously? <laughs> you know, I, I watched, it was probably the world premiere when when they came out. Yeah, I'm letting my nice. show here, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's amazing. <laughs> so, how did you guys meet then? Uh, I took some time off of work. I was uh, pretty burned out and I took three months and I did a tour of the US um, and I started from the east to finished on the west and I met Ron during um, one interview that I had to teach at, at one university in LA <laughs> because I was teaching before in France as well and uh, basically I could not get the job but one of the teachers over there said to me, I have a friend of mine I would love for you to meet. That was him. Uh, so. That's how we met the first time. But then we, I went back to my work, he went back to his life, but then life brought me back again when I got hired um, to run an international division for a cosmetic company located in Los Angeles. So it changed our lives. Destiny. Yeah, some, somehow <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Destiny. And then you got together and a little later, if I read ah. correctly, you got pregnant and it was actually through your pregnancy that... Absolutely. Nina chocolates were, were also born. So that, that's the background story that I was talking about earlier. So 
if you want to take that away and just uh, explain how how you went from being pregnant with twins to starting your own chocolate business so it's it's been uh, it, it didn't come immediately what happened was i was having twins so it was not one baby it was two and it was my first time being a mother and i didn't know not a lot about nutrition i was not caring about nutrition um, but what happened was being pregnant with twins and knowing that my grandmother who had the twins was also carrying uh, diabetes i knew i had to be extremely careful so i started to look for some very healthy uh, good chocolate when i'm saying good i mean like the french criteria like the european criteria of chocolate which i know you know um, and I could not find anything here. Um, and I started to have those crazy, really crazy cravings. Um, and then I started to realize that I had to put my finger on it. Laurent was trying to bring me the chocolates that he thinks I would like, it didn't work. Some friends were bringing me chocolate. When I looked at the ingredients, they had emulsifiers, uh, they had uh, sugar, they had wax. Uh, I mean, obviously all those things that I could not feed myself because I was feeding three people. So I started to do my own research, YouTube, Google, how do you work with cacao, how do you work with raw cacao, the difference, why do you need to spread your nuts, why not, what, what is uh, the vanilla, synthetic vanilla, but what would it be if I would use real vanilla? All those things came up and I, after months of pregnancy, I came up with my first truffle. If I show you the image, you're going to laugh because it was not as pretty as now. Um, and uh, and I kept it for myself. I was not sharing with anybody because it was a lot of work. It takes me two days to make a truffle. And it was like really a piece of art for me. And finally, we had friends trying it and Ron tried it. And everybody around me was saying to me that it was probably one of the best chocolate they've ever had. But when I'm telling you best, it's also the most nourishing because it fed me my two babies. I went until 37 weeks and a half of pregnancy. No gestational diabetes, no preeclampsia, nothing. I knew I had the finger on something because if it could feed three people, it could feed anybody that has, you know, a healthy diet and wants to be healthy, still enjoying gourmet food, which is what I was about. I'm yeah. still about. Yeah. I you have to understand, she only ate Nina Chakra. Yeah, Seriously. So that, and, 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 no, no, yeah. I'm kidding. No, it's, it's true. I'm, I'm not, I mean, now it's obviously I'm not, uh, but, but I was, uh, I could not find anything I liked. I did not. And Ron, what, what was your uh, job with that? Were you allowed to taste the truffles or did you just get the ingredients? And, no, 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 uh, she's extremely stingy when it comes to truffles. Even, even today, you know, you know I, I, I'll be, I'll be caught with the hand in the you know, Nina jar and slapped, you know, so, uh, but uh, but I did taste it, and 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 I loved it. And you know what? I'm not even a chocolate person. You know, I'm just I, I never was into chocolate. But this is this is just so different. Uh, we're very proud of uh, what you put together. It's quite amazing. Yeah, and the the whole story behind it, I, I love it because it's just so positive. I mean, you know, cravings in pregnancy, they're not really something that you want to fight but i think the problem is oh, these days as you found out for yourself there's just so much food that is simply bad for you and if uh -huh. you're satisfying your cravings with food that has no nutritional value well ultimately you're not doing anything good either for yourself or for your baby and i think the whole concept of your chocolate is just the opposite of that Yes, absolutely. It's really giving you the nutrients you need 
in one truffle. Like for example, you would eat one of our truffle, which contains around five grams of protein, depending which one obviously you get. You eat one, you don't need to eat more. You have all the nutrients, you feel satisfied. You're not gonna have the sugar craving. I mean, it's a very different concept of gourmet. Yeah. Now, before we go any deeper into that, I just wanted to ask you, is this something that runs in the family? I mean, Ron, you already said you're not a real chocolate person, but Vanessa, you're, you're French. Do, do you have any chocolatier in, in the background? Or? No, 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 no. I was a hardcore political science, international relations. Uh, I mean, if I would have followed my path, I would have been an ambassador or something like this. No, no. It really came out because I was craving for this. It's insane. I know it's insane. I mean, it's nobody believes it. Even my mother, she becomes crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing how life Ten sometimes. Years of Ten, Ten years, years of schooling, of three master's degrees, and PhD work, and she's a chocolate. Yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> it's crazy. I know people think I'm insane. That's okay. I take it. As, as long as you're doing something that you love doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Then after you, you gave birth to the twins, you decided that you wanted to make these truffles available to, to others yeah. as well, right? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I realized, first of all, you need to know my babies were not crying babies. And everybody at the hospital were like, oh, those babies. The nurse would come and would say, your babies were wide awake, looking at everybody, not understanding why all those babies were crying. And I was supplementing, so I breastfed them for 14 months while I was working. Uh, and I realized that one of the reasons, after doing more research, because when I started to understand the potential of this, there was a study done in Sweden and in Italy that was showing that when a woman was pregnant or breastfeeding and she was eating a very good, high-quality dark chocolate, it would make her and her baby happy. So basically, it really fed them. Also, the fact that they had nuts and, and um, all those nutrients inside of them they didn't have allergies. So a lot of kids out there have allergies. And the more study you read about it, the more you realize that good chocolate is really good for, for pregnant or nursing mom. You don't need to eat a lot, but just a little bit, it's enough. And if you get an inner truffle, you have so much nutrients, you don't need actually to eat a lot. And the second thing is if you eat things that may provoke allergies when they are bigger, if you eat them during pregnancy or post-pregnancy while you breastfeed them, you give them an immunity. And that's how they grew. So until today, I can tell you one thing that they have a piece of Nina chocolate almost every day. Beautiful. I'm, I'm sure they're happy about that. So yeah, I, I, did, I did, hope. <laughs> did you know straight away when you decided for this, that you wanted to follow this path that you're taking with, you know, making chocolates with completely pure and, and traceable ingredients? And sustainable packaging. Sustainable if, if packaging. packaging yeah. If the packaging, I don't know, maybe I can show you. I don't know if you can see here. Can you see? Yep. Yeah. You've it's got everything made, in the background. Uh, it's all made of uh, sustainable packaging. Um, we make it actually with wind energy. Uh, and if we could not have been able to achieve this, I would not have been able, I would not have launched because we do this for the future generation. We don't do this just for us to satisfy our palate. It's really, we started to really think about it as a business when really people were saying to us that this is probably one of the best chocolate they've ever had. I mean, before that was really, really for me. So 
wind energy how, how is that made in in the u.s is it made in uh, california the the packaging yes it's all made in the u.s or made uh yeah we didn't want to go to china if that was your question <laughs> well no just just checking where wind yeah, energy and, and packaging <laughs> comes together and, basically yeah and it's made uh, out of uh, recyclable fiber mm -hmm. that means there's no virgin fiber inside that means we have not killed a tree for this it's recyclable even our product that uh, comes in the what you would think is, you know, plastic cellophane type material is made out of wood cellulose and is compostable. Ah, nice. What, uh, what's this product that you're holding up just for people? This who, is a brand. This listening. is actually a brand new line we just introduced. It's uh, sprouted nuts and seeds in pure maple. Sprouted nuts and seeds in pure maple. So you sprout them and uh, and then you add a little bit of maple syrup. It's not exactly sweet. It's really like we wanted to recreate the chouchou. I don't know if you've ever had chouchou when you were in France. Uh, it's basically they take uh, peanuts or they take almonds, but they put it in tons of sugar. So it becomes a caramel. Mm -hmm. so we wanted to do that with a light, uh, tiny thing of maple syrups to get this uh, little sweet that you need to get satisfied and nourished. Uh, and but we spread the nuts, so it's unbelievable. The texture you get from it is is something different. Beautiful. And and your nuts, everything that you use here are completely traceable ingredients, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Takes us a long time to find each provider. Uh, to give you an idea, cacao. We already printed the packaging. Took us four years to find. Um, we work directly with the farm. Uh, and it's an amazing Grand Cru, a single origin from Dominican Republic. Almonds are from here, uh, California. We work directly with the farms. The problem we're having in the U.S. is that a lot of the things out here are pasteurized. So when they pasteurize, basically they kill the enzyme. So you can, you may want to sprout, but guess what? You're not going to be able to because already yes. the enzymes are gone. So for us to be able to get to this stage in which we can sprout and increase life and enzyme content. So basically being able to absorb the nutrients every nuts or every seed contains, you have to go directly to an unpasteurized source. And it happens only when you go direct to the farmer. So it's it's more expensive, I'm not gonna lie, but you know what you get. And it's not only the pasteurization, it's also the radiation. You know? yeah quote-unquote, for our safety, you know, they kill everything. Yeah. They want to kill the, the bad bacteria, but in doing so, they, they make our food dead and useless, basically. Uh, so it's quite a trick for us to find the source or ingredients that are still alive, that are not radiated, that are not pasteurized, that are raw, um, to really create a, a completely living food. Uh, that is as good as it gets. Well, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something, guys, you are probably even still lucky in this aspect because um, yeah. just living in New Zealand pretty much all the fruit that comes into the country is yeah. irradiated like oh, no. you, you you can't get around it because New Zealand being such an isolated place the biosecurity laws are super strict so oh, they yeah. irradiate everything that comes in to make sure that there's no fruit flies or anything living inside and obviously that goes for living things inside the fruit that are actually beneficial to you so yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're lucky there we do we do yeah i think so 
And um, we know, by the way, that it's going to be limiting our ability to distribute into uh, certain important chains uh, that require that nuts are rating, for example. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that, that's okay. We're just not going to distribute here. Yeah. And you were also saying, like, just from the business perspective, um, how much do your costs actually go up when you're this selective about your ingredients? Did you ever even compare to how much you would be paying or how much your uh, cost would be if you were doing it conventionally as opposed to what you're doing right now? Yeah, it would do from 30 to 50%. 30 to 50%. 30. Yeah, depending which what you get. Like For example, I'm going to give you an idea. A pound of pine nuts that's going to be organic, non-pasteurized, not steamed uh, or non-radiated would be $63 a pound. Organic vanilla, $200 a pound. If you would get, uh, obviously, uh, certified organic, we buy only certified organic ingredients, which is another cost on top of it. Uh, so if you would get something like this, not uh, certified not certified organic and not, uh, I mean, radiated or pasteurized or anything, have the price. Vanilla would be 100 and uh, the, the pineus would be uh, probably around, actually even more, it would be about $15, $20. Versus sixty-three. Yeah. Versus it's, sixty-three. It's, it's a major cost. The, the margins, the margins are tiny. I mean, as a matter of fact, yeah. you know, in our scale, we're really at this point doing this to so that people know that we're here. Yeah. And down the line, we'll figure out how to make a profit. But you know, the reason why we're so unique is probably that nobody's crazy enough to try and attempt this type of product that's so hard to make a profit yeah. on. The ingredients are so expensive, and the process. Is is so long. I mean, as Vanessa says, it takes about forty-eight hours to create a single truffle. Uh, you know, with all the sprouting and, and everything that goes into it, that um, you know, you're really kind of at the edge. And uh, but you know, again, that's that's okay. You know, we're 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 in it obviously to succeed as a business, but we're but we're in this for some idealistic goals as well. Well, and you know, to be honest. When, when I first saw your prices, I thought they were a bit on the high yeah. end. But yes. then when I actually checked the amount of chocolate that you get for that price, it's really not that expensive. I mean, like your biggest truffles are six and a half ounces. That's, that's almost 200 grams of chocolate or, well, 200 grams of truffle. Is that a brick? Is that a yeah, brick exactly. that you're holding up? Okay, so... <laughs> Six and a half pounds of goodness. You, you have four four sizes of truffles, right? So you have the, if I remember correctly, you have the pebbles and then you have the rocks, boulders, and, and the bricks. Correct. Yeah. Here's a pebble. How much does that weigh? That's a half ounce. Okay, so that's a half ounce uh, pebble. Yeah. This, this, you can see kind of what is inside. That's, you know, the crosscut of, of a truffle. Uh, so you see the center is a ganache, uh, which is a mix of the chocolate and ground uh, nuts or seeds, depending on the, on the one. And plus, as you can see, large, large uh, pieces as well. And that is all surrounded in chocolate. Plus, you have nuts on, on top. Yeah, it looks that's, absolutely so mouthwatering. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this would be, you know, a, a one ounce rock about twice the size of the pebble. And... This, the third side, this is our boulder, which is about two, 2.1 or so 
analysis. Yeah, remember the, the weight is a little bit uh, varies a little bit from the type of nuts and from what you have because we do not use emulsifier and we do not use anything processing side. So once you sprout your nuts, actually the weight changes, the the texture changes. I, did you ever try sprouted nuts? Like yes, yes, I have. Yeah. So you see the difference, like how they get uh, fuller, how they get crunchier, how they get. I mean, it's just an, a completely different world. And so we're having a hard time to have like for the same size. Let's say they are not going to be exactly the same weight. I mean, it's impossible to do. Oh, they're all handmade. They're yeah, completely artisanal. Yeah, well, it's it's an artisanal product. Fire. We don't want to add any any wax, anything that would. No way. <laughs> no. So weight can vary sometimes. Yeah, but still, you know, six and a half ounces of truffle, that's freaking huge. How, how did you even come up with the idea of making it so big? It was a fantasm of mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, see how, how big a truffle you can make? Yeah, and not only that, is I remember when I was a child, you know, in, in France, we have all this chocolate coming from Italy. And when I was in uh, stomach, my mom was sending me those crazy chocolates. So I became an overweight child by eating those things. And my fantasm was, can I recreate something that would be as delicious as what I had as a child, but would not make me overweight or sick mm -hmm. or inflamed? Because sugar inflames the body, it's poisonous. Uh, and, uh, and I did. I mean, I, this one we do without a mold, just for you to know. Uh, even the bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. The the bigger one doesn't have a mold. The bigger one is handmade. But I wanted this for what I just told you. <laughs> we we don't recommending we don't recommend eating one in one sitting. By the way, well, it's impossible. I, it would not be. Oh, it's more. possible. No, I, I would imagine you have to say that, but um, I I can no, also I imagine how it is possible. I don't think you could. It's so feeling. I mean, remember, this is a very feeling chocolate. You you're not. It's, it's very different than the normal chocolate, which you can eat 20 or 30 Hershey's and still be hungry because the sugar is addictive because your body doesn't get the nutrients it needs. So it asks you more and more and more. This one, you see, like you have so much nutrients, you eat a piece, you're like, thank you, I'm done. Nice. And now you're, you're also introducing chocolate bars, right? Yes, actually, yeah. absolutely. You got some here? We, we, yeah, uh, yeah by, uh, by, by popular demand, here's our... Uh, chocolate bars. They come in uh, four different sizes as well. Uh -huh. uh, it's exactly the same chocolate that we use in the uh, in the truffles. We just don't use any of the uh, nuts and seeds in it. Uh, and it comes in bar form. So, but, you know, yeah, single origin Grand Cru cacao from Oh, this yeah. and very pure, no emulsifier, pure vanilla beans, uh, a little bit of maple syrup. It's that's all you need. Yeah, nice. So how did production actually start on this and are you still making all of them by hand or do you have someone yeah. to to help you a little bit uh, but it's made by hand we just have like a tempering machine to help us to keep the chocolate raw mm -hmm. uh, we also do mainly the main tempering by hand so we make sure that we never go over 39 degrees celsius or i think it's 105 fahrenheit so it stays raw uh, and uh, all the rest is done by hand. We we are we have an amazing team. Is that you you guys together? And how many people do you have no, working on this actually? Uh, so we are now two or three, depending on the demand uh, in the kitchen. And we also have people uh, packaging, helping us shipping. in packaging, shipping. 
Ron is coordinating everybody um, together, and we try to work all together, and it's uh, it's actually pretty fun. We have an amazing, amazing people in our team. How much chocolate gets eaten in the process? Oh, <laughs> if you ask, <laughs> I I get chocolate every day. I am uh, I have been a chocolate like lover since a child. I love chocolate and I love nuts. I love both actually. I, I think I think he's asking how many how much chocolate gets eaten, you know, in the process of packaging it. And we uh, keep this, hearing, I don't know. Oh, I'm not seeing. oh, it fell on the ground. It broke. <laughs> We have to eat it now. This I'm not seeing actually because I'm on my thing. Who's, who's in charge <laughs> who's of quality in charge control there? So who, who stays in the charge? From the kitchen uh, standpoint, we have uh, me and Chef Larkin, which I say hi to him. And then we also have, I think, uh, Andrew, I would say, on the packaging level. He's, senior he's, uh, yeah, He's from the UK and he's a wonderful team player. He's a, we're very lucky to have him. Awesome. So uh, another thing that I really wanted to ask you was this from a purely practical point of view, how hard is it to start your own food business? I mean, just to give you an example, you know, I I mentioned that living in New Zealand, it's hard to, to get food that hasn't been irradiated because of the biosecurity laws, but also our food laws are so strict that if you want to make chocolate and sell it to the public, you really you have to jump through a lot of hoops. You have to do a mountain of paperwork before you're actually allowed to do it. So I just wanted to know for comparison and for anyone who's listening and maybe has an idea for a food business, what, what's it like in California? What's it like in the States in, in general? Don't do it. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> Tough one? I'm telling you, my mom thinks I'm crazy. Uh, and and I have a, she has reasons for it. It's extremely challenging, extremely. Yeah, the you know the regulations are, are pretty strict, and you have yeah. to jump through a bunch of hoops. Yeah. Uh, you know, between the health department and the kind kind of facilities that you you can be in, um, and uh, you know, then you get into you know, in, in employer employee regulations. So it's you know it's it's a handful. You know, it's it's quite a commitment when you get into it. You you can't can't skate under the radar for you know very long. You know, you gotta you gotta do it uh, legitimately. And uh, you know it's taxing, but I, I, I imagine it's like uh, you know a lot, a lot of businesses. You know, they, they all have their wrinkles, they all have their their regulatory issues that they have to deal with. And, I think cosmetic is easier because I've been in both businesses. I would tend to think that the cosmetic business is so much easier, the margin are better. Uh, but I we do this for love too. I mean, music. I don't know what you would say, but it's not it's not an easy business to be. But if you have the conviction and if you know that you're doing the right thing for people, uh, you get motivated, I think. Yeah, I absolutely understand that. So it it is hard, but I'm, I'm guessing that with your business background, you were also prepared to, to tackle those problems when, when they pop Not up. Not that much, I need to tell you. It's a very good point. I mean, I was used to regulation, uh, especially in the cosmetic world, when entering a new country, which was exactly what I've been doing uh, as an international business developer. So helping other companies that already have their products set up is a very different thing than from taking a business from the ground to there. Um, and I was not, I didn't have the training for this. I don't think, even if you have an MBA or anything like this, I do not think you're prepared for the challenges that brings 
and your business because you have to have so many different roles. You need to wear so many different hats and you cannot be tired. And if you're a mother of twins at the same time, you have to combine everything. And I'm cooking everything. I'm not buying any processed food. So on top of it, that we have also that responsibility of feeding our family. It can be challenging. You know, the, the different disciplines that we bring to bear from our yeah. previous lives, you know, we were, I mean, we were both from the consumer products businesses. You know, she sold cosmetics, I've sold records. Um, so we understand consumer products yeah. in a general sense. We understand how to market and brand, uh, and that, that comes in very handy. However, both of us are executives from yeah. large companies. And this is, for both of us, our first experience in being entrepreneurs and starting a, you know, a startup from scratch. Uh, and it's challenging. It's a, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I gotta it's say amazing, that. It's, yeah, too. It's, but it, physically, you need to hold on. I mean, you have to exercise. You have to eat healthy. You have to uh, take care of yourself, basically. You have to take care of yourself. You need to have at least, like, I know, like, 20 minutes a day, I exercise. I run. I swim. I dance. I do everything I can. Um, 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, he can tell you. There's I'm not a single minutes. day. <laughs> I think it's super important to whatever you're doing, and especially if you're self employed, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to set apart at least 20 minutes per day, even if it's just 20 minutes, yes. for, for self maintenance. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself over the edge. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so um now what about the distribution of your products you it's obviously it's handmade it's it's an artisan product but are you eyeing any larger stores or chains to to carry your chocolates as well not for the moment uh we're going to be wor uh, working on uh, some other products that would be easier mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to uh to do uh, we have very high-end uh, local stores that carry our products, um, but it's, it's, I mean, we also have like a, I think an online national store. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're not, we're not in any brick and mortar um, national chains. Um, we are sold nationally on, on online um, uh, sites such as uh, Thrive Market and Amazon uh, buys from us direct. Um, and then, of course, we sell on our own website. But in terms of uh, stores per se, you know, standard brick and mortar stores, we're available locally in Los Angeles in high-end uh, groceries, uh, a couple on, on the East Coast in New York, some scattered about the United States. Uh, but you know, most of our business uh, is online. Cool. And you were saying that it is a bit of an issue just because your product is completely raw and untreated. So do, do some of the bigger stores actually have regulations about that? What you can, uh, yes, you know, Whole Foods, for example, from what we understand, uh, will, will steam. you know, steam. everything has to be either steamed or radiated. Uh, so I don't know that we will be able to uh, sell at Whole Foods. Uh, when, not when, the when not the truffles, but we yeah. may uh, yeah, we may have like a, yeah we may have yeah. some product that they will uh, yeah. we're working on it. Okay, cool. So now for anyone who's listening and wants to try a few of your rocks or boulders or even bricks, first of all, where are your brick and mortar stores in in LA? 
because I know we have listeners on on the East Coast, uh, on the West Coast. If they want to run out and and buy some, where where can they go? All right. So if you're in the West Hollywood area, you'd go to Erewhon on Beverly. If you're in the Malibu area, you'd go to PC Greens. If you're downtown, you'd go to Urban Radish. Uh, you can also go to uh, uh, Earth Bar in West Hollywood. Um, and there are a couple other small shops uh, thereabouts, but that's pretty much the LA uh, the LA picture. And and on the East Coast, you... New York, uh, we're at uh, Zaytuna in mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, in the financial district, and we're in Brooklyn at um, a couple of places. Uh, one is the uh, Williamsburg uh, Market, something something like that. I, I, should have brushed up on my retailers uh and you know one other yeah awesome and of course online i mean if, if you're an amazon and thrive market that pretty much covers the entire nation right so Correct. if yes. anyone is not available yeah. yeah 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 and then of course you have the online store your your uh -huh. own online store what's the address for for that one it's uh nina gourmet nina is h N-I-N-A, H is silent uh, for most nationalities, uh, gourmet, G-O-U-R-M-E-T, so ninagourmet.com. What, what does Nina actually mean? Pure goodness. Pure goodness. Yeah, it's my middle name. So when we were trying to find the name of the brand, um, actually uh, the brother of a friend of mine He's, uh, he's uh, was actually asking me, and he says to me, uh, "What? How does your mom call you?" And I said, "My mom calls me Nina." And he's like, "What? The, what is the meaning of it?" And I said, "I think it means the gracious, the pure goodness, like all this connotation." And he says to me, "That's the name," and we kept it. We thought it was good it, because that's what it is. It's really being this combination of pure goodness, which are the raw cacao and the sprouting nuts and seeds into a gourmet treats. So very nourishing, very healthy, yet super high-end and gourmet. So it's pure. It's good. And if someone orders these online, do you ship them anywhere? Like oh, even yeah. internationally or is it just the United we States? Would, we would, depending on the weather. So what we would do is we would ask the people to contact us uh, even before if they want so we can schedule. If it's going to go anywhere, I would wait the heat wave in LA because I think it would not make it. But we've been shipping, actually, we shipped in New Zealand, we shipped in Australia, we shipped in really? uh, England. Yeah, okay. we didn't have. So what we do is we calculate uh, the, the temperature um, at the point A, the temperature at the point B, the days in transit. We put the, the adequate number of uh, cold packs in there, and we are usually fine. Yeah, it's 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 easier to ship uh, in the winter. Yeah, much easier. And shipping to the southern hemisphere is 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 always an issue because kind of tricky as yes, because summer. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Are, it's, it's <laughs> so, so we yeah we have a very kind of a sophisticated cold protocol. Yeah. Uh, and we ship in insulated material and ice packs and look international is a little tricky you know because unless you're gonna pay. Ex exorbitant yeah, shipping, you know, it takes time and then you have to deal with, with the weather. Yeah. Uh, but we will ship or attempt to ship anywhere. We haven't had uh, melting issues. Well, we never had, yeah. It's uh, amazing. That's great. So 
guys this is really amazing what's happening now but what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years where do you want to take this we would love to have uh, that would be actually for me uh the most amazing thing would be to really take it as a global brand which would have as brands uh, course value integrity uh, purity and pure goodness meaning that we would get people to eat food or treats that would be extremely nourishing good for their bodies good for their soul but also very enjoyable to the palate so if we can achieve that we would be very very happy and uh, we you know we need to Diversify, and we are diversifying in terms of our product yeah, lines. Absolutely. You know, we 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 do realize that the truffles are you know being so artisanal, being completely preservative and emulsifier free. Um, they they you know they prefer to be consumed sooner rather than later, which doesn't lend them to be a very long term distribution setup kind of a product. Uh, you know, ideally we'd be selling them at our shop, you know, in Beverly Hills to wealthy tourists that are coming but you know that is not our model uh, but we are developing products such as the uh, the sprouted nuts and seeds uh, we're developing a brand new uh, product of the um, of the uh, of our uh, spreads um, and uh, you know that, that's that's where we see ourselves going as well spreads as in the chocolate spreads yeah oh nice you you cannot even believe what's gonna happen there. <laughs> I I actually um, we tried we we I've been working on recipes. Uh, so this is completely vegan. Um, we may have to roast unhappily slightly the nuts to be able to get in, you know, larger scale venues. Uh, so it may have to be done. We will keep the temperature low, but I think we will have to to probably do it. Um, and it's uh, it will still be sprouted. The cacao will still be raw. The vanilla will be the beans, not God forbid any emulsifier like any synthetic vanilla which with added emulsifier and stuff like that. Um, and it's amazingly good. And it will be easier to ship and all those things. So you know, you know, the roasting of of nuts and seed it actually has a bit of a silver lining. Yeah. Um, you know, when you to talk about sprouting um, ordinarily before. Know this before you sprout uh, a nut or a seed uh, it is a dormant thing and there is phytic acid inside now the phytic acid yeah. uh, the problem with it is it binds it's an enzyme inhibitor and it binds to all the nutrients when you when you eat it so you're essentially digesting very little of the nutrients that are available uh, when you sprout a miraculous thing happens and much of the phytic acid disappears yeah. so not only are there many more nutrients running through this food now because it just came alive but the phytic acid is practically gone now I'm saying practically gone because when you roast it then it's really all gone so there's kind of a delicate balance if you yeah, don't over roast yeah, exactly. killing it but don't mean lightly roast then you can kind of strike the balance of truly eliminating all the phytic acid without eliminating the, uh, the nutritious value by killing Actually, there's a very good uh, book. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Sally Fallon, which is called Nourishing Traditions. She, this book is, is my encyclopedia, like in terms of uh, nutrition, and I've been referring. She, it's amazing because she has all the test study 
um, on the side, and so she really reads all the study that have been done from a scientific standpoint, and she has the recipes on the left. Um, and what she was saying about, you know, using nuts, basically, is look at the traditions, the way our mom and dad and grandparents were doing it, is the fact that they were spreading. So my mom has been spreading her nuts without knowing why she was spreading her nuts. She was putting them in water. So the way we eat almonds in Tunisia is basically the nut with, uh, you know, inside water, then you, you eat the nut like this. Um, but she didn't know why she was doing it. So I was doing it without knowing why she was doing it until I started to research. Same thing, the way they were doing it, so after this was to roast them slightly. And you wonder why did they roast them slightly? Would it kill the enzymes? Uh, would it make it unhealthy? Well, there's a balance, in like, exactly like what I was saying, is if you do not over roast, I mean, if you roast them, but very slightly for a short period of time, actually we put them when we roast, uh, for the standard line, we put them not even three minutes, just to give it a little heat and it's done. So we lose a little bit of enzyme, that's true, but at the same time, you lose completely the phytic acid. So it will not be completely raw from a raw standpoint. By the way, maple syrup is not raw, just for you to know. It's vegan, but it's not raw. Uh, that's why, you know, you always have to see the pros and cons. By definition, because you use heat to extract, yeah. to extract it yeah, yeah, from yeah. the maple tree. Yeah. Um, but, but it will go in that direction. So we should not have the problem of being completely raw, knowing that that's what. But our, you know, our, our mission really, our mission statement is, is, is to create foods that are of the highest absolute level from the standpoint of health, yeah. as well as being gourmet. So when we're doing chocolate truffles, we can do everything to where we're maximizing the health benefit of it. There's absolutely nothing that shouldn't be there. We're completely staying out of the way of these amazing ingredients. We're aiding some ingredients, such as by sprouting, but we're really, I mean, if you said to us, you know, here, I would like to invest a million dollars into the company, figure out how to make it a little better, you know, we would have to tell you, we already got it covered, you know, it's, it's, it's done. That you couldn't make it better, and that's really our ideal. We want to be the absolute best. You know, we don't cut any corners, you know, we don't spare any expense. I mean, everything is just all the way. So all, every one of our products, you know, whether it's the truffles, whether it's the pure chocolate bars, whether it's now the new uh, sprouted nuts and seeds and maple, and what is going to be our, you know, Nutella type uh, and, and other type of spreads, it's just, it's going to be pristine. It's just going to be pristine. Beautiful. Um Actually, I'm actually really excited because you, you told me that you have shipped this to New Zealand because up until now, I was thinking that um, it would be impossible just because it's untreated and because New Zealand biosecurity laws don't really allow food to enter the country unless it's factory sealed. Like Yeah, you, we seal everything. It's yeah. sealed. It's come yeah. to you sealed. So, hmm. That's that's good to know. That's really good to know. <laughs> awesome, guys. So Nina Chocolates, so ninagourmet.com is where people can find you. Amazon, Thrive Market. Um, do you have any social media channels as well that you want to mention? We are on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Of course you would be on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and um, we share actually a lot of things that uh, we make uh, plant-based uh, actually uh, desserts made of broccoli, butternut squash, 
which you would never ever think you make desserts with broccoli i make donuts with broccoli yes i make uh zabayon which is like a, a tunisian uh, egg usually they use egg uh, i make it with um with um, butternut squash and i added a little bit of spinach inside of it and coconut i mean just plant-based um ingredients um grow as much as possible okay if <laughs> if you have that recipe it's definitely going in the show notes I absolutely I would be happy actually I posted it uh, on my blog. It's on, blog it's on the blog yeah so if you want to see what we do we also I post also a lot of pictures of uh, the salads the soar coat all the things that we make fermented food it's all handmade all beautiful nourishing we really like Ron was saying it's really really bridging the gap between wholesome nourishing pure organic ingredients and gourmet like the highest highest gourmet level standard you can find and it's only by selecting the best wholesome and pure ingredients that's the only way to achieve this so it's not us only it's us maybe as farmers because we also have a farm but it's all those farmers taking care of their product taking care of their raw cacao to leave it raw to not touch it all those farmers in California all over America who are choosing to not use pesticides who are choosing to not use anything that would be uh, depriving the nuts from the life they have. So it's for them also. Great. Hey, I really love your, A, your mission statement and just your whole philosophy to not just chocolate, but to food. We love eating. <laughs> I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're taking this in the best possible direction. Your, your French ancestry and love for food I think you're just you're making something amazing with that. Oh, cool! Hey, thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you I very much. Wish you all the best with uh, your not just chocolate business, with everything that you're doing. Thank you. And I'll really look into um, getting some of this into New Zealand. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Hey. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thanks thank so much. And for your time. Thank you. Great. Bye bye. And bye bye. Okay, did this episode make you just a little bit hungry for chocolate? If it did, um, you're not the only one. And I'm really glad that we'll soon be living a lot closer to Vanessa and Ron so we can get some of their truffles in. Now, if you didn't catch where you can buy any of the chocolates, don't worry because it's all in the show notes and you can find those on theplantbasedentrepreneur.com slash show slash episode 005. That website is also where you can subscribe to the show. And if you want to send in any suggestions for future episodes, my email is jerry at theplantbasedentrepreneur.com. I'll be talking to you again next week. And until then, stay sweet and keep creating a plant-based future for all of us.